the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza, Orange Park, and Clay County's only brew pub. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. COVID-19, we're going to, you know, have to unfortunately step away guys you know just for you know the the benefit of the public and of our fans i'm sorry but uh, you know for probably about a month or two we're going to quarantine uh so uh appreciate you guys listening and i uh, hope you have a good day i mean what what have you been doing in the midst of uh covid night <laughs> i mean I, I i've been working from home uh playing uh whatever games my l- little girl wants to play you know because she's not in daycare or whatever and i'm not house crazy yet but you know some people might be there they're shutting down the bars and the restaurants and people are not happy about that and derek are you wearing are you wearing are you getting up and like dressing like you're going to work <laughs> to go sit on the couch Heck no man I, <laughs> I, the same stuff i got on right now the same stuff i when i woke up with, man no unless i gotta go somewhere then yeah obviously i'll put some some uh work clothes on but Man, it's 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 so uncertain, you know, as far as like what to do. I was telling my neighbors today, I was like, man, I wish it was a hurricane. At least I know what the heck to do. Like, <laughs> wait, you were you were talking to your neighbors and not practicing social Ooh, yeah. distancing hey, or hey, social hey, quarantine. First, I'm I'm calling I'm calling the authorities. Hey, first now. of all, you know these homes out here, damn California style, like six feet apart. You can't help but be right there. Um, that's the first thing. But no, it's. Gosh, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I sit, I, I really sit back and think, man, when is this stuff gonna, when is it gonna pass? You know, eh? yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. But I hope everybody's staying healthy and staying safe out there. Uh, and 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 if you get a chance, do something for someone, uh, you know, the elderly. You know, they're they're very nervous about this. So if you got the opportunity, you know, pick up some groceries. If you find some toilet paper, just buy all of it. You know, no matter how many dirty looks you get, and share what? it with someone elderly. <laughs> oh, because, okay, share yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, share it with some, share it with some, someone elderly because you know they they're very nervous about going into stores and stuff. So, mm-hmm. or share it with me because I was just at Walmart and I couldn't get any. So, um, yeah, no, I do I do the dress up thing. I think it's uh, that's the only way I can sort of separate myself into work mode is if I if I actually dress up in professional clothes and I do can't you really? sit on. Yeah, and like, <laughs> oh my god, is that funny? I mean, what? sorry, I'm dedicated, but um, oh, uh, bro, you're dedicated, bro. That's just like you know, an NBA player putting on their warm ups and running around the house just with their own stat line, yeah, and 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 and, and pulling their warm ups off, dapping up their dog and their daughter before they run out. <laughs> Just to do nothing but go shoot jumpers in the in, in the driveway. All right, so I should have shared that. Um, and then uh, one thing, I'm pretty sure that me and my daughter both are carriers of the coronavirus, so it's probably good that we're quarantining because we literally, in the past two weeks, were in New York, in Manhattan, on the subway, in Madison Square Garden for the Knicks' last game of the season, uh, which was kind of funny. It ended up that way. Uh, in Tampa and in Orlando, including at theme parks, like four different airports. Uh, oh yeah, you got that. yeah. So I mean, I I have just been kind of like you know, and these are all been pre-planned things that I couldn't social distance out of. But for the most part, everything that we had been um, scheduled to do 
we finished all of it up right prior to all the announcements coming down about 50 or less, or I guess it's 10 or less people now for major events. So, um, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we, we kind of snuck in a bunch of stuff right before this whole shutdown. I hope it was pre-planned. You guys aren't being like tornado chasers or virus chasers running around, going to New York, hopping on a flight, going to Tampa, going to another flight, headed to another theme park in Orlando. Man, I hope it was pre-planned. Yeah, no, and and even the Orlando thing was funny because we were in Universal and Islands of Adventure the day before they closed too. So it was kind of strange that everything kind of worked out that way. But um, but if anybody were to have it and be not showing symptoms and just be a carrier, it would probably be us. Uh, but just to reassure everybody, I'm not currently doing anything. I'm I'm staying at home. So. Well, I tell you what, man. Hey, for for listeners out there, obviously we don't do this in in the same um in the same like house neighborhood you know we we are really practicing a proper uh podcast uh social distancing right now so uh <laughs> via skype so <laughs> you, you know uh cory stay healthy my friend yeah stay healthy. Nor- normally we'd be in our down by the bank studios uh downtown but uh um, yeah, you know, i'm to, sure about that to... what about you jk3 um, i saw you're posting videos you're like a from... movie producer now or something Jack of all trade, master of none, what I am. So, um, no, it's just been, I mean, working from home is nothing new for me. So it's some, one of those things that you know, it's a, a, a luxury at my employer. So, um, but the thing that I am getting used to, though, is having my children being home. That in itself is an entirely different, just like the noises that they make. <laughs> from from upstairs the noises that they make they're running around and you know they're always hungry and i think we feed our kids pretty well but they're just always hungry or they're thirsty or they always just need something and the worst thing to me that's like nails on a chalkboard is like my daughters will be upstairs and they're just like daddy like they drag it out and i'm just like what and then it's like oh the soap fell off the soap dish can you come pick it up you know, so having to deal with that. But uh, in the midst of all this, man, um, shout out to all the teachers, honestly, because, you know, I've had to do some some reading comprehension and some math and stuff like that with my kids. And there is no way that I could do this for eight hours a day or however many, however long the school day is for 40 or 50 hours a week. So um, teachers, you got hats off to you guys. You know, uh, everyone that's out there, I, I'm glad the teachers uh, the few that I know that listen to this podcast, uh, I'm glad that you guys are getting that extra uh, break, uh, that extra week in spring break. I hope it's compensated. I'm not sure how that works, but, you know, shout out to the teachers. I, there's no way I could do it. Yeah, sure. Well, to kind of pivot to JAG stuff, uh, mostly because there's actually been a lot, like a flurry of activity. I mean, there's no games going on and sports for the most part are, are shut down, but I will say NFL um uh you know transaction activity has been through the roof i mean there's been all kinds of crazy stuff like what's probably been what would you guys say have been the biggest moves that have caught your attention obviously you know the physical year starting up the the De- deandre hopkins story you know getting away from the jags for a second that was that was one of the craziest stories uh that's been you know for a couple of different you know off seasons even bigger than brady leaving new england i know that's kind of you know the, the one of the biggest hot topics but how that all came about, I don't know. I shook my head when I saw that that transaction come across the you know the the wire. I'm like, really, for David Johnson? Like that? What? 
you know, David Johnson had that one year where he ran for 1,200 yards, like 10 or 11 touchdowns, and I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver in the league. <laughs> you know, that's that was weird. Um, I I think man, the 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 D Hop, of course, was was crazy. Um, but Philip Rivers and Tom Brady, man, both of those, they kind of still fall under the realm of just wow, I can't believe it because they're just so iconic and they are a part of their teams. You know, Philip Rivers into uh, Indy. Uh, I mean, it's we got to see him two times a year now. So, of course, you know, there there's that. Um, Mariota or Mariota, however you want to say it, you know, and, and Tannehill, that whole situation, you know, in Tennessee, that was kind of, you know, that was kind of crazy to me just to see them move on, you know, to uh, to, to Tannehill and kind of like, you know, make him the, the, the guy. But honestly, man, the Brady thing to me is just mm-hmm. – it's just the craziest thing that I've ever seen and witnessed, you know, and been able to understand as far as a football fan because of the amount of hurt that Brady has caused the NFL for the last, like, what, 15, 20 years? Yep. Like, it's 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 insane to see him go and play to another, uh, you know, team. And if he continues to, uh, you know, thrive, and if he does thrive or if he does sign in Tampa and continues to, to, to ball out there, and it's just it's it's crazy. That's just nuts to me. I tell you, man, if if Tampa can figure out a way to block for him, like people, this isn't like a you know he's gonna go you know like remember when Montana went to the Chiefs twenty something years ago and they turned into a playoff team. And they were decent. Like Tampa has two legit thousand yard receivers, two of them. They got two legit tight ends. Like they can definitely definitely you know put up some points. They might not be able to stop anybody because that's still their problem. But let's see if they can address that in the draft. Uh, but, you know, that's a oh, – man, if he can still sling it and if they can protect him, this, this, that's, they're going to be a, a very tough out. And the, those Saints-Bucks games are going to be, you know, massive. You know, they'll definitely be some Monday yeah. nighters for sure. Those those Saints-Bucks games, man, now, you know, the fact that we get to watch two, you know, all, first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks go at each other twice in a year. It's just going to be insane, and like I that that is what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, no, I mean seeing the pictures. I know they're Photoshop, but seeing the pictures of Brady and the the Buccaneers uniform too. Just think about it. And he's been how long has he been with the Patriots? Like twenty years 20 or something years, like yeah. that. Think about that in rel- like just relative to your age and how much a percentage of your life has been made up by that one guy doing as much as he's done with just one team and seeing him in another uniform is just completely crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, so all the transactions, you know, just NFL in general have been pretty, uh, pretty intense. But obviously, the Jags have been pretty busy. And JK3, if you don't mind, kind of running down really quick the uh, trades that uh, Caldwell's, uh, you know, pulled off because he's actually, I mean, for as negative as the fan base has been over the last several months, including us, especially about the London thing, and we can get into that later. Um, a lot of positive reviews on the trade front. So, do you mind running through his transactions real quick? Yeah, man, and uh, it's been a lot to keep up with, so if I am forgetting something, um, please do not crucify me on Twitter saying that I should have did my research and everything. But what I'm seeing right now is, uh, you know, A.J. Boye, of course, traded to the Broncos for a fourth. Calais traded to the Rambles, or Rambles, <laughs> Ravens for a fifth. Rambles, that's and the biggest team. The, <laughs> the Rambles. And the biggest, the biggest thing, man, like, and Teflon Don, Dave, does it again. Traded Nick Foles to the Bears for a compensatory fourth, which was insane to me. I don't understand how they got out of this contract. And I'm not sure of all the specifics of the contract and how much money is going where. I know that there's still going to be 
uh, paying Bortles and uh, Nick Foles, uh, you know, at, at when, when all the dust settles. But the fact that he was able to move Nick Foles and receive something without giving up the stockpile of draft picks, without giving up any, you know, real capital uh, from the team is just it's insane to me. Like, I don't I don't know how he does it. But, I mean, Caldwell strikes again. Yeah, help me understand that, by the way, because you guys both mentioned that in the group text that, uh, you know, when that news broke earlier today. So what was the thought process behind that? Why did people think that we would have to send picks along with Bowles to get that deal done? Eh, just because it's, you know, it's the, that's the, the way the league is nowadays. Um, usually you don't give up anything in the first five rounds when the player without even getting some type of pick, with whether if it's in the next year's draft instead of the upcoming draft. Um, so that, that was a good thing. But I'm still, man, Caldwell can still, you know, go somewhere as far as I'm concerned, man. Like, how you, you got two quarterbacks that we're paying now that don't play for our team. Two. Not one, two. Okay, let's, let's think about that now. Yeah, we got Minshew and, you know, we're going to, you know, that's the Minshew train. Everybody's going to, you know, hop on board and, and uh, you know, hope he does well. I, you know, I definitely do. But, man, two QBs you paying? That's that's unheard of. I, I've never seen that. If someone could look up the history of the league to see how many teams have paid two quarterbacks that do not play for them and the GM still has a job. Well, let me. I'm pretty sure Cleveland's done it. Cleveland has had to have done it. Well, (laughs) Cleveland doesn't count. So let's look at the other 30 teams in the league. Like Cleveland's still paying like Tim Couch probably at this point. Well, no, but like I the Bortles thing, I get that. But couldn't you kind of say that the Foles thing is him, and a lot of these transactions is him kind of like undoing the little brief Tom Coughlin era issue? Yeah, I mean. Everyone's saying, you know, you're putting all the blame on Coughlin because you know he's gone now, and there's a lot of blame to be, you know, you know, looked at from from Coughlin's perspective. But Caldwell's just in the mix too, man. He's right there. I don't care, you know, if you got all these picks. Yeah, we got, you know, all these picks. You know, twelve. You still got to actually execute and 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 make sure you get players that aren't busts because you know you, you're known to have some busts. Um, I mean, but he's actually hit on some of the on the draft, he, and he he's hit. He, he has hit. You know, he in Okay, that was a hit. Although he's getting ready to go, that that was a hit. Uh, Jalen was a no brainer. Um, he's just you know, although he's a, a cancer, it was a no brainer. Uh, Telvin. Telvin before he you know <laughs> flew for the cuckoo's nest. I mean, whatever is going on with him. Um, Telvin I've actually too. heard coronavirus uh, was started by Telvin. Is that true? That's, that was a rumor earlier. <laughs> uh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, he has hit on a couple, but just uh, some of the misses have been like big misses, man. I mean, but he, he, he's got a. I, I see your point where some of the misses are, and I think the misses are them not properly managing the talent that he, that the scouts and the triggers that he's pulled to get some of the players here. They have done their due diligence as far as fin- spending in free agency like they normally do, and some of the, the the guys haven't worked out, and I don't think that's really at his fault for picking the free agents that just decide to come to Jacksonville to retire. I mean, he hit on Calais was arguably one of the best free agents, you know, in, in Jaguars history. Um, 
I think my knock on Caldwell is that he hasn't been able to manage the talent and been able to manage the personalities to keep the players that he's hitting on and keep the talent in-house. Ideally, when you do draft and ideally when you, you know, you find your model player, you want to find someone that you're that gets to play that second contract. That's what you want. You don't want somebody here for four years or for just two, three years. You want somebody to get here um, at around that, you know, fifth, sixth year, uh, be here for a while and continue to, to, to be a part of the fandom, continue to be a part of, uh, of the team. And that's what we're, what we're lacking right now, you know, and I mean, it's just ever so present on my desk right now. I've got a cup from like 2017, 18 season. And the only person on that cup still here is Leonard Fournette. And I don't think we even want him here anymore. I think, I think, I think he's just here because it's like, all right, you're here, but what are we going to do? So I mean, you know what I mean? There's nobody else there. And, and that's what the most frustrating part about it is from a fan perspective is that, you know, you get people here, you, you get people that are falling in love with fans and then you ship them off and here comes another, you know, new wave of talent that we can hope stay around. But, you know, we're not used to having fans uh, or excuse me, used to having players here for a long time. My biggest dream as a Jaguars fan is to have someone here that I can have a jersey that I can wear and the numbers start fading off the front because I've watched it so many times. <laughs> and that's not going to happen. Hey, hey, it's not going to happen. That might be your biggest dream. My biggest dream is that Marquise Lee gets cut. Okay, it's still oh, no. like I, I, that's not gonna happen <laughs> either. Why? Why? Like, oh my gosh, man! Like, the, the, ah, it's terrible, man. Just terrible. You think so? Well, I mean, I can't remember. I think you had mentioned last time that cutting him, or maybe we read this on Twitter. I don't remember, but that cutting him would be a significant savings for the team. Why haven't they done anything with him? Are they trying to trade him? Is he, is he even valuable enough for a trade at this point? I, I haven't the slightest clue why he is still on the team like some of the production he's put up there's been you know he's been injured whether if it's something with the guaranteed money that you know they too much money and they, they maybe they've been trying to trade him and they can't um majority of teams in the league would have been cut bait by now but for some weird reason he keeps holding on and that's the emma why are you holding on like you held on to Bortles a year too long you you, you know is that the mo? Like I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head right now, but it just doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense at all for the production that he's that he's put up. Um, and then you you know you, you rewarded Miles Jack with that contract. I know that's obviously a different position, uh, different situation, but it's like, but why? I mean, he yeah. was a decent player. Don't get me wrong, but he wasn't what you know the numbers that you know you, you guys paid him and anybody's opinion um so when everybody's saying the same thing across all boards there's got to be some truth to it and and i just look at the the marquise lee situation i'm like why i think that's every fan you know when it comes to him so well i think the thing with miles jack too is that he got paid too early um and then on top of that he was put in a position to play a position that he had never played before and I guess the athleticism is what they were relying on for him to be the, the middle linebacker. Um, I believe he was, um, don't give me, I think he was the strong side linebacker whenever Telvin and Paws were there. I could be wrong, but you know his, his range and his outside, is, is, his athleticism allows him to be that way. It allows him to be productive on that outside. 
the whole thing, man, is that if they, if they would have had Telvin and, and if Miles Jack would have still been here, there's no way we would have. I mean, we would be talking about Dave Caldwell, you know, as mismanaging money because I mean, I don't think you can really, you know, count on you know your your superstar linebacker or not superstar, your leader of your team, you know, deciding to walk away from football and leaving that tremendous hole in your gap that you've got to fill with just you know random guys off of the NFL waiver wire. So, I mean, it's just. But it, it's it's terrible that, you know, they're in that money position where they are in right now. But, I mean, you know, it is what it is. You got to keep moving forward and try to try to recoup this somehow. Well, yeah. I was going to say the Miles Jack uh, reference was a pretty good transition to the signing that we just made. And, again, you know, the trades, I mean, so at just kind of the recap, you guys would give what grade to the trade aspect of the offseason? Eh... I'd give it a. I'd give it a B. Okay, that's good. Jump. What? Jk three. What? what I get. I mean, I'm giving it. I'm giving it an A minus, man. Okay. The reason why is because I just don't. I just don't get how he's working this wizardry to to get, you know, to get rid of players and but and still, um, you know, obtain draft assets. I guess that's the 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 name of the game, right? Yeah. To get rid of. Try to save money on the salary cap. Get rid of some of your bigger name player or bigger name cap cap hits and uh and, and accumulate draft pick and draft capital so you can hopefully bring in the next wave of talent. So by his job and what he's supposed to be doing, he's doing it. But I think he gets a really bad rap on what happens with that talent when they are here. That's where he struggled. And not and not to backtrack, guys. I just went on over the cap because you know it still just bugs the crap out of me. There is a cut date post June first, you know, past the first you know quarter of the NFL physical year, and apparently the dead money uh, for Marquise Lee shrinks to one point seven five, and the cap savings increases to seven million. So hopefully that's what they're waiting for is June first. We'll see. Yeah, uh, <laughs> But you know what? You know what's gonna happen June first, and by by that time in June first, uh, OTAs, you know, mini camps and all that stuff would have been had. This dude's gonna be completely healthy. He's gonna be out there running his crossing routes and his his out routes and catching everything. And they're just like, oh well, you know what? We're gonna get might as well keep Marquise. You know, look what he's doing. He's he's healthy. He's back. You know, blah blah blah. blah. And then come you know September seventeenth or whenever the first game is. He, he he's gonna have a nagging core injury or something that they can't really diagnose, and there he goes again. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So trading, it seems like you guys are pretty pretty uh, high on that. That's good. So when it comes to the the free agent acquisition so far, this is where I'm gonna struggle in my you know overall NFL wisdom uh, with some of the names because I just I just don't know a lot of them unfortunately. But if you haven't seen the trend yet, usually the Jags will announce signing somebody. And then I'll text it to you guys and be like, "Is he good?" That's <laughs> kind of like my <laughs> my routine. I don't know if I should admit that on here. Um, one of which, which has gotten a lot of good buzz, was the linebacker from Cleveland. Um, you know, kind of transitioning from the Miles Jack comment because I guess this guy's a middle linebacker. Uh, and it's what is it, Joe Schobert? Is that how you pronounce it, Schobert? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Joe so, Schobert. 
uh, I think who was it that I followed? I think Jordan DeLugo actually had said like, if you don't know who Joe Schobert is, then you don't follow football. And I was like, well, <laughs> well, well, I guess I don't follow football. Well, everybody, everybody has you know jobs and lives, and some people live on their phone twenty three hours a day. Oh so, no, I, I didn't mean it in a negative way, but that is no, it's I just know. it's true because you know not everybody has time to look at these things and. Um, it, it's a it's a it's a pain in the butt to 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 track everything unless that's your profession. You know, if that's your profession, there and there are some, you know, guys out there that that, that do this, and you know, we we respect. But then there's some that just kind of. Sorry, that comment bothers me. Um, <laughs> it, it does because not everybody can can do those things. You know, you don't follow football. Well, I'm sorry, I don't have my phone attached to me 24 hours a day, seven days <laughs> a week as a fan, and you, you know, so. Sorry, so but um no he's he's a uh, speaking 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 of phones, dude my screen time is gonna be astronomical <laughs> with COVID nineteen breaking out like bro this is gonna be ridiculous like I'm just waiting for it that Sunday to hit and it's just like your screen time has been up forty eight percent to seventeen hours a day like maybe you should go talk to people. <laughs> Yeah, they but should no, just cut, they, they should just disable that feature automatically for like the next six months. But no, he's a he's a good um, Schobert's a good a good player. Like he he's gonna bring the cerebral approach that we need, been lacking since Paz retired. That's mm-hmm. gonna be the biggest thing because getting tackles in the NFL isn't just about being the biggest, the baddest, the strongest, and the fastest. It's ninety percent of it's being the smartest. Knowing the angles, knowing the the you know you know when you're running sideline to sideline, when you see the play developing, even before the the ball is snapped, making sure you're taking the right angle to to put yourself in position to make plays. That's what we've been lacking. We haven't been lacking physical talent. We've been lacking you know brains, uh, especially at the you know the the lead position for the defense. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is don't they call kind of like the middle linebacker sort of like the the quarterback of the defense? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they they are, and and that's kind of, um, you know, and it can be any any linebacker position, but you know, as far as you know, putting a C on there or putting a mic in their helmet, but it usually is the middle, and you know, if he can make great calls and if he can get Miles Jack in position, put him in a position to where he doesn't have to think as much, he can just react. Mm-hmm. That'll definitely help, you know, putting him on the weak side because guess what, people, Telvin ain't coming back. Um, that will definitely help the defense tremendously, especially in that short passing game, third and five, third and six, where your tight ends are running those hooks, sitting down right there in the, on those hashes, and you know you're getting picked apart for those first downs. That's where it really comes into in, in hand. Yeah, I think as as far as helping out the team and helping out, uh, you know, in in the on the defensive side of the ball, I think they. They were able to go ahead and sign Darquise Denard as well, who is a former first-round pick uh, with Cincy. But I just think at that point, I think this one right here is where they really kind of, you know, kind of screwed the pooch. They could have been able to, you know, get Darius, uh, you know, Slay, veteran quarterback or cornerback, excuse me, from the from the uh, the Lions, who's going to provide, you know, one a little bit of mentorship between Ronnie Harrison. Um, you know, and the secondary there, but two also, you got to think about it right now, as, as far as our starting cornerback goes right now on the team, it's Trey Herndon. DJ Hayden right now is a, 
uh, you know, kind of he he is your nickel corner. But as far as your every down corner right now, you've got Trey Herndon, um, Darquise Denard, and whoever they decide to draft. Either it's going to be Jeff Okuda, which I hope, or C.J. Henderson. Uh, the Gator in me wants me to get you know wants us to get C.J. Henderson, of course. But you know, the realist and the, some of the things that I see, you know, Okuda is you know probably the more the better of the NFL pedigree, but. You know, bringing in Darius Slay would have been a, and I think they still can do it. I don't think it, nothing's been happening or been signed yet. I don't think he's been signed at all yet, but that's still something that they can do. But that would be an awesome pickup, you know, for the secondary for them to continue to build off of. Um, you know, they've built off right now with the defensive line, signed another, um, you know, run stopper uh, for sure from Arizona. Um, Calais left, bringing another former Arizona, you know, kind of guy. Uh, Corey, Derek, how do you guys think, you know, this will be, you know, helping the defensive line out? Well, once again, from my perspective, <laughs> I'm leaning on your guys' expertise on Gunter because I just don't know a lot about him. I mean, everything I read is that he's kind of like the, uh, the you know, textbook, you know, sort of veteran guy that we want to bring in to replace somebody like Campbell. But, um, Derek, I'll kind of let you take over for that. <laughs> no, I mean, solid player, solid pickup. Um, I'm pretty sure he's a Florida native from Haynes, uh, Haynes City, hmm. I want to say. So uh, maybe that's why he wanted to come back home, maybe finish out his career. I think he's you know on the latter side of 25, maybe 27, 28. I'm trying to pull him up right now. But um, no, the thing is, you got to have guys that are that are solid, that that, that that play good ball, that that you know maintain their uh, you know, to say this, you know, this lightly as possible maintain their gap integrity i guess you can say and what that means is being in position to make plays and he's definitely one of those so um hopefully we'll be able to he'll be able to contribute and you never know the the defense doesn't have to have all the pro bowlers that we had in the past to be successful they just have to be in position to make plays and you know i can tell you honestly we're definitely going to get a corner in the draft i i don't know maybe in the first three or four picks we're definitely going to get one so we got twelve, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, we we we, get, we get, gosh, but it's it's gonna be. I think it'll be okay. I think the the thing about the the team is is hopefully you know they don't screw up the draft. Uh, Caldwell, I have no faith in Caldwell. I have a little faith in Marone, and the only reason why it's not more than a little is because Caldwell's technically running the ship when it comes to the picks. So. Um, I just hope they don't screw it up, man. It's just uh, that's and that's a lot to to hope for. I think my my faith is kind of vice versa. I think my faith is in Caldwell being able to actually, you know, bring in some draft picks, bring in and address, you know, where we are, you know, on the team. My whole thing is with Doug. I feel like the way that you know they handled the 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 Minshew, uh, you know, thing, and I feel like the way that they have took him a while to kind of cut him loose you know they still had a a, a script they wanted to run they still wanted to run the ball drive the ball down the field with Fournette run and run 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 and then when they got into the red zone you know then you go to all these different play action stuff when it's the easiest time to go ahead and score so mine would be vice versa with you of course I do hope that you know Caldwell doesn't screw it up especially with the amount of draft capital that you have right now but I think this is probably going to be one of the younger teams, or if not the youngest team in the NFL. I think the oldest player on the team right now is like 30, hmm. 29, wow. something like that. When I read what I was, I was scrolling today. That is insane, you know, for you to have a team, you know, with, with that young. So I think they are missing some veteran uh, presence on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. 
Um, I think that they're well, not necessarily offense. I think Linder. Is, I, I take that back. Linder is the offensive presence on, or you know, veteran presence on the on that side of the ball. But as far as the defensive side of things goes, right now, I mean, the longest guy, the longest tenured guy on this team is either Smoot or um, the other defense, Avery Jones. Yep. Right. And, you know, I don't I don't I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know if you know how vocal they are. But on some of the things that we do see and some of the stuff that we've been, you know, kind of watching them for the last couple of years, they haven't really necessarily been the most vocal leader, maybe because they haven't had to be. I don't know. But there needs to be some type of veteran, you know, leadership on that uh, on that defensive side of the ball as well. At a minimum, at least the number of draft picks adds a little bit more excitement to the offseason, because before all these trades started happening, uh, if you can recall the last time we recorded, there was nothing but bad news and nothing to look forward to. So at least with these picks, there's a little something to look forward to now. Um, but that's good. Uh, so yeah. when it comes, I know JK3, uh, who runs our um, very famous Twitter page, um, you had, uh, I guess, just kind of sought out some reactions, uh, I guess, or just some uh, some tweets from people. Yeah, I always think it's good when something crazy happens with the Jags just to get people's reaction and kind of get their pulse to really see if they're thinking, uh, you know, the way that I am or how what the general consensus is with the fans. And, uh, you know, today I just put, put up a, just a simple retweet, you know, uh, asking people to keep it PG-13, which most of you did. But, you know, what, what are the, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, Nick Foles and how we were able to, you know, kind of finesse the Bears and get rid of that contract and get, uh, you know, a fourth round compensatory pick out of it? Um First one that I've got, KP. I'm not even going to go ahead and try to pronounce your last name, bro. I'm sorry. I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, I don't. See? Okay. Go ahead, Corey. Thank you. Um, you know, um, so uh, not having uh, not having to send a pick with him and getting a fourth is fantastic. Um, I 1,000% agree with you. Again, I think that's crazy how they were able to go ahead and move him based off of his pedigree for being a Super Bowl winning MVP, which they keep throwing around. Like I, I, the Super Bowl, That Super Bowl was Almost what three years ago? Now? <laughs> I like how quickly you've taken. I mean, I get them. it. <laughs> I get it. I bro, I get it, man. You, you know, you're gonna go down in the record books, but quit saying it on Sports Center today. Like it, <laughs> the, you didn't do anything here but break your clavicle on throwing a nice, you know, touchdown pass. DJ Chark, great. I understand that. But come on, man. Uh, you know, let it go. Um, at Logan Dunn, um, we finally made a move worth a darn. I substitute, substituted a word there, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Logan, I, I agree. Um, you know, Caldwell is kind of really stepping up to the plate, and I think he's going to have to draft for his life uh, these next this this draft coming up, which is going to be crazy uh, because there's not going to be any fans there, which is <laughs> is it's like one of the more premier events in uh in in you know in sports. It's the NFL draft. I mean, did you guys see on Monday Night Raw uh, Stone Cold when he was when he was like, "Can I get a hell yeah"? That was real. There were no fans there. They take it back. <laughs> They, they should take the draft back old school and just put rotary phones in there too, uh, and just you know like nobody's there. Just you know call it a pick, call it the rotary phone. Three, four. Yeah, I want to take uh, Joe Burrow with the first pick. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, funny. man, that is that is just it, I, like it was just so funny and how the the cameraman would just zoom in on the seats like expecting mm. someone to say hell yeah from Stone Cold and there was no one there. yeah they did that really <laughs> so well, that was funny actually. I thought that was pretty funny 
Um, and the last one that we've got um, at UA Burger Guy, who I thought his name was interesting. I went and took a look at his Twitter page, and apparently this guy is just going around the universe, uh, Tuscaloosa, um, and trying every burger bar in Tuscaloosa. And I'm just thinking, like, are there that many burger places that you can get a burger from in Tuscaloosa? Mm-hmm. So UA Burger Guy, if you actually listen, I would like to see this list that you are compiling. Uh, around Tuscaloosa and your name you should probably change it because UA I automatically think University of Auburn right. and you're not an Auburn fan yeah, so you should probably go like Bama Burger Guy at Bama Burger Guy or something like that uh, or, or any any anyways but uh, he said doesn't matter Campbell's gone we trade assets and play in London <laughs> again probably should probably stick to the burgers in Tuscaloosa yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you know more about those than you know what we've got going on but hey I really do appreciate it really appreciate the tweets um, you know, as well. So if you guys, um, you know, still continue to listen to the podcast, which we thank, um, you know, if you're in Orange Park or the Jacksonville area, make sure you stop by Brewers as well. But, you know, that's all I got from the Twitter, from the Twitter well, mailbag. No, I there was actually one other tweet. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but um, uh, somebody had tweeted that the Jaguars and at Tony Khan specifically, um, something Jack's not Jack, I think is the username. And it says, uh, it "Oh says, yeah, that uh, guy. Perfect opportunity to back out of the extra London game." Uh, just saying, man, I agree with that so much. That person that tweeted that is so smart. That wasn't in response to the Twitter question, though. That we asked. You, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I really liked how independent. That's why I didn't make the. That's why I didn't make it down by the mailman. No, no, he was just very much like an independent thinker. That's really what I uh, respected about him. He just kind of like did his own thing, which I thought was uh, respectable. That's a wild guy. Yeah, we'll have to send it. We'll have to send him some stickers, but, or maybe some cups. <laughs> but that being said, before we wrap up, I a hundred million percent think that this is the perfect godsend for them to be able to quietly back out of that and say, "Hey, you know, we want to make sure we support the city of Jacksonville." Plus, with all the travel restrictions, you know, it's just not worth it. Uh, we're just going to go back to the original plan. Tell me this is not the perfect thing that if they wanted to back out of that, they could. COVID-19 is not going to be around in November when the NFL cranks up. You think? I'm telling you. You think? I'm telling you. The NFL cranks up its season in August, September. And you said November. I don't know, man. Well, when they travel, I don't. Oh, when, when they, they travel, travel they, that hey, game is usually in London. Hey, man. I mean, it's. I don't know. Uh, I disagree. If if people don't stop or don't start listening, you know, um, and and, and self quarantining and or um, you know keeping their space and keeping their distance, you never know, man. And people are stubborn. The one the one thing the reason why the virus has a chance is because people are stupid and people are stubborn. <laughs> I'm serious. It is what it is. They they just don't. Yeah, I'm gonna do what I want to do, and if I catch it, I catch it. Oh well, it's not the fact if you catch it; it's if you give it to someone who can't doesn't right. have the immune system you do. So, I don't know. Personal take. I just yeah. think it's like from a PR perspective, it's just perfect if they wanted to. Like it's it's literally the only weird situation that could give them a reason to be able to say, you know, we want to make sure that we're supporting Jacksonville because the thing that I thought of with all these businesses that have had to like suspend operations or shut down and the workers that suffer, it started to make me think about, you know, not only one game, but two games. Why was that not a big conversation? The fact that a lot of these, these game tape workers and these part-time folks that will work for, you know, the Jags on game day, that they're, they're losing out on this and hence affecting the city of Jacksonville. Like, 
you know, we're talking about the viability of the team, but we're not talking at all about the people of Jacksonville that are affected by an additional game going out. And I just, because, I don't know. Because Khan doesn't care, man. He only cares but do you know what I mean? Hasn't, hasn't, hasn't this sort of like made you think about that a little bit more oh, now? Because it has for me. Yeah, no, it, it, sh- it should be one of the things, one of the top, you know, two or three things they should focus on is that when you talk about the local economy, you're talking about the people that actually, you know, work at the games, the businesses that actually get hurt by moving those games. He, he just doesn't care. I mean, that's, just, that's my personal opinion. He just doesn't care. So... Uh, whatever the reason may be, you know, people, you know, have speculated. They think they know. You got some people that have been close to the team in the past say that they just wait. There's going to be more. Um, it, you just, you just don't know. Nobody knows what that guy's really up to. And if he is trying to move the team to, to Europe, that's uh, do are the players really going to want to go over there and play? You know, if that's the case, if they really do pull that off. Uh, maybe he, you know, if if he's telling the truth, hey, that was a weird way to to to, to recover the city of Jacksonville by helping the fans out. But right. you know, he just doesn't care. It's just what it is. There's no there's no care to it. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I'll try not to leave too much on a negative note after that that sudden wave of optimism and somewhat positivity, I guess, from the the recent moves, but. Um, like JK3 said, be sure to uh, interact with us on Twitter and just keep an eye out for those little Q&A posts in case we can kind of feature your tweet on here. Uh, and then also, if you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a rating and review, five stars preferably. And if you could put some some comments in there, those are always fun to read too. Um, so again, we appreciate you guys listening and we will talk to you next time. All right, good? Good. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.